Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everybody. And I just have to say, starting off right now, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and happy Kwanzaa. I can't think of a better way to have the last podcast of this year with two incredible women. Nicole McGahee is the president of Caring Connections and Tia Ewing, who serves on the executive board as the community resource coordinator with Caring Connections and is also a school principal in the Bellflower Unified School District and school school is still in in session, so this is very, very generous. And I just want to just mention something. This Caring Connections Collaborative is a powerful partnership between the Bellflower Unified School District, which is in California, for those of you that are not local, and their community. And the assortment of resources available to their families is a vital resource as they work to build futures for their students and their families. And I'm just so delighted. Welcome welcome to both of you today. Thank you so much for having us, Marsha. This is Tia. It's a pleasure being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. You're welcome. And I would just like everybody to know at the get-go, if you want to just like, well, what what is Caring Connections? I wonder if they have a website. Oh, yes, they do. And I recommend that you vision it. But let me tell you how to find their website. So it's the W's dot Caring Connections with an S. It's plural, online. Com. It's very important that you put online.com or you will not reach their website. So that's just important for you to know. And I thought let's start off by getting to know these wonderful women. And Tia, I thought we'd start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I'm a wife and mother. I have been married to a wonderful man. Um, this Actually, at the end of this week, we're going to be celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, so I know, and I have three beautiful children, um, Scott, Steve, and Sierra, uh, 13, 11, and 8. And, uh, of mm-hmm. course, my daughter is the 8-year-old going on 30. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I raised one of those. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes, I know. Let me just tell you, I know. But you know, that's not a bad thing. I can tell you this, because when they know at at 8 that they're going on 30, you watch what she's going to do. Mark my words. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I I couldn't help myself. That's okay. No, her her second grade teacher told me she'd be very disappointed if she wasn't president of the United States someday. So um, we're just waiting for that. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And you're Uh, a, a school principal as well, right? 
I am. I am. I have. A, I've been in the Bellflower Unified School District for this is my 26th year. Um, 18 years um, I was in the classroom, and then six years I was working at the district office, uh, which is where I began working with Caring Connections in 2018. Um, mm-hmm. I met Nicole at that time, as well as being in charge of some different programs there. And then for the past two years, I became principal and am now at a site. So it's been. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a ride. I've been a little bit all over the place in the district. <laughs> it sure has. It really has. And I have such respect. My brother's a retired teacher. I was that PTA lady. I have an enormous amount of respect for what teachers do and the difficulties that happen today, regardless of where you're teaching. My niece is also a teacher. I I have a lot of respect for what teachers do. So, Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, I grew up in the same area that I'm serving in now, which is so fun. But I uh, went to school here in Cerritos, California area. That's where I met my husband, high school sweethearts, and we've been married for 27 years. Um, nice. We have two kids, and um, one just graduated from college. The other one just graduated from high school. We adopted them when they were babies and have just loved parenting them. They've just been so much fun. And I went oh, to um, Pacific University to, to actually pursue my degree in teaching. And after four years of teaching, I took on a, a different role at a local church in Bellflower just to help with community needs and resourcing community and uh, working with kids. And so I am in my perfect dream job and uh, just absolutely love it. I'm also an avid Dodger fan. <laughs> I know, I know. We, uh, we, you and I talked about this before we did this um, pop door, and oh my gosh! Okay, I just we are digressing just for a second. Did you just shed tears when you read the, the news about um, Justin Turner? I just have Justin to say, Justin Turner okay. going to Boston. Hi. Oh God. <laughs> I is right. Okay. But this it isn't about Justin. It, it is a yay for you Boston people, not so good for us. Okay. I know. But I've digressed, which is what I normally do, because that's what friends do when they sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> so, exactly. Tia, Tia, we're going to go to you, because you mentioned that a little bit about the Bellflower School District Unified, and I want to say it's because I learned this weekend that there is a difference between saying a school district and a unified school district. I did not know that. I just <laughs> learned that this weekend. I talked to somebody that teaches in the Anaheim School District, but she said it's not a unified school district. I went, oh, who knew? So um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. So tell us about what the mission is for the Bellflower Unified School District. So very simply, the mission for the Bellflower Unified School District is we build futures um, for our students by providing a pathway for all students to become responsible, informed, productive citizens who can compete in a diverse world. And, you know, so basically that means we want to do everything that we can to best prepare our students to make sure that they have all the tools that they need and opportunities available to become successful, productive members of society. That's great. How is there just one high school, or is there more than one high school? Oh, there's more than one high school. We have two traditional high schools, an alternative high school, and an independent study high school. And they're all part of the um, unified system. Yes, they are all part of BUSD. <laughs> BUSD. Yes. So okay. So and so there's so there's three of those. And how many do you have? Junior highs or middle schools? 
Actually, in Bellflower, our, our middle schools, um, the 7th through 12th grade, are on one campus. <gasps> no kidding. So see, yes. that's another <laughs> difference. That Anaheim woman said that they do K through 6, they call junior high 7th and 8th, and they have high school starting in 9. You just said that you basically have a campus of elementary schools, and then your next campus combines your your seventh to twelfth grade all on all on the same campuses. That's correct, and actually the school where I'm principal at right now, I'm, I'm principal of the Independent Study Academy, and we are a TK through twelfth grade site. So we oh, have all wow. grades on this site. <laughs> You know, I find that so interesting, and for all of you that are listening, regardless of where you live, or perhaps you're a grandparent of children, or you're, um, you know, you're out right now because it's a school break. You're not out right now yet, is that right, Tia? You're still. Oh no, we're here through Thursday. (laughs) And then, how long do you have off before you go back? Um, I come back on the 9th of January. The students come back on the 11th. So they have three weeks off. Is that basically what they get about? Yeah, about two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice. What does it mean to you to be part of this school district that just sounds like they're doing so much? It means a lot. You know, you go into education because you want to make a difference. You know, you want to help mold the future um, and prepare students to go out there. And so being a part of of Bellflower has helped uh, me immensely just meet that goal Um, because you feel like you're making a difference every single day, and that's Mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. It sure is. Nicole. It's your turn. You're you're up to bat, my friend. Okay, you're you're out of the batter circle. Now you're coming up to bat. I'm about to pitch you this question. I cannot I'm resist. Ready. I'm so sorry. Okay, so we've all heard of that thing called COVID-19, which we're so sick of. That pandemic yes. has certainly impacted education in many, unfortunately, mostly not positive ways. We know we if people have children, they know what what remote learning was like. What have been some of the challenges that you can share with us in your experiences? Yeah, you know, um, it's been a struggle because most of what we do is relational. And so we, you know, work, we continue to use case managers that are at the schools, but they see the kids every day. They see the struggles. They see what's going on. And I think sometimes when it's not said, you can see it, and that's, that's our our ticket to get in and, and help these families with resources. And so we were dealing with, you know, parents losing their jobs with COVID and then not meeting in person, not being able to see each other, not being able to have events where families could come to and gather the resources they need. And then along with that, you know, you have kids at home and they're learning at home and then trying to come alongside of these families without knowing really what's going on in the home and really their their needs and not being able to connect each day made it super difficult for us to continue mm-hmm. to resource those families. You know, we didn't you, you look in a kid's eyes and you can see what they need. But online mm-hmm. or, or just over the phone it's really hard to take a glimpse of that. I would agree. And you know, as someone that I mentioned at the top of the hour that I was very much that PTA person, our our yeah. case managers I'm 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 not familiar with the term, so maybe you could just define to me what a case manager's responsibilities are. Yeah, that's great. I you know we have um, we're lucky to be in a great partnership with BUSD, and we're just kind of an umbrella under that. But 
they have done a great job of placing a person at each school site. And they help with all kinds of things. They wear many hats during the day, but one of their big jobs or responsibilities is just connecting with families that they see that have a need. I mean, whether it be they need breakfast in the morning before school, and so this case manager is on it and figures out a way to make that happen, or whether they see this kid has is walking around with broken glasses and needs those fixed. This right. is just a person identified on each campus. Um, you know, it's hard to know things from a distance, but when you get involved and when you're on the campus and create relationships with these families, then you quickly learn more of the needs. And so these, it's just, we, they're kind of like our angels on the campus, you know, just like their, their eyes are open, their ears are open, and they're just working to kind of be a bridge to help us, you know, help those families. Oh, I just think that's, that's terrific. You know, back in the old days when my children were in school, the most that you had, if they were there, was a school nurse. That was about it. Mm-hmm. You didn't mm-hmm. have what you just described at all. That wasn't even an, an offering. But I think things have changed so dramatically, and depending upon the school district and the fact, you know, and, you, and you've got to work around pride. I mean, it's like, you know, there's there's a lot of things that play a part in this that you that I'm sure is that the case managers are also aware of, and I just I just think what they do is just remarkable. And Tia, we talked about some of the downsides of COVID. Have there been any upsides? that have been positive with what what's happened during the pandemic? Well, you know, it's hard to, you know, when you think about a worldwide pandemic, can there be something positive? But there, you know, when you come down and think about it, there actually were some positives that came out of it, especially for us at Caring Connections. Um, as, you know, for the, everybody thought at the beginning that it was only going to be a two-week shutdown, but as it dragged on and, and you know, it was definitely apparent that this was going to be, stick around for a while and you started to see the real impact it was having on families, people losing their jobs, businesses shutting down, um, everything like that. That more and more people started to organize and try to figure out what they could do to help. And so new organizations, um, new agencies were forming reaching out to us saying, we want to help, what can we do? Um, and, you know, started to work together with us so that we could help those families because not only the families that we previously knew before the shutdown needed assistance, but also because of the impact of COVID and so many more additional families needed that assistance, um, we needed those additional resources. And those relationships mm-hmm. continue today. Um, and, you know, they, it's not like they were just around for, you know, the heart of it. They've, they've continued and they want to continue to help and support families and you know we also learned to streamline a lot of our Mm -hmm. processes um, and distribution events um, to be more effective you know we became masters of the drive-through event um, (laughs) which which is more efficient and actually expedient and it enables Mm -hmm. you to help more families um, and get those resources. And a lot of our agencies, as well as us, um, you know, we all know that technology just made a boom. And because of the shutdown and every family or every student was provided with a Chromebook as well as a hotspot if they need it, were needed. So they had that technology at home and a lot of our partner agencies were able to pivot. You know, so families couldn't come to them, but now they could reach out via technology and provide some of those services, whether it was counseling or 
or parent workshops or whatever might be needed, you know, we figured out another way to be able to provide those services and resources. And these are things that we weren't doing before. Um, so it be, kind of became a necessity, you know, it's necessity is the mother of invention and right. figuring out how can we still do that. And we can actually reach more families, I think, because we can provide these alternate means of um, reaching out to them than we did before. So we can now have in-person events and things like that, but we mm -hmm. also still have this option of reaching out via distance, which is something we didn't have before. Right. So I think and that's know, a positive. It <laughs> is a positive, and you answered a question that I was going to ask, but I presume that that was the case, and that was that Chromebooks were provided, hotspots were provided. And, you know, if you're working at home, um, in your, your children um, need assistance. I mean, some parents don't, don't have a lot of savvy when it comes to computers and, uh, and all of these things that, that are um, part of, of being in the, in the world of, of, of technology. And I, um, you had mentioned, I believe, maybe you didn't, so I'll ask you once again. When, when did Caring Connections actually start, Tia? Caring Connections actually began in 1992. We're going to celebrate our 30th anniversary this year. We're very excited about that. So it began in 1992 mm -hmm. as a Healthy Start grant. So we got that grant um, through the district. Um, and, you know, it was developed for the purpose of addressing the needs of children and families within the school setting to help ensure that they have the opportunities, uh, that every student is there, um, regardless of their circumstances, that they all have the same opportunities. Yes. And you have a lovely um, mission statement. In fact, I even read it. Um, on my Facebook Live, but I thought perhaps you could read that mission statement to our listeners. So our, our mission statement is that we're, our commitment is to be a bridge to a healthy and successful future for children and families of the Bellflower Unified School District. Mm -hmm. And our vision is that all kids in Bellflower Unified School District will have the tools and resources that they need to be healthy and successful in school as well as in life. You know what I was thinking about? So it started in 1992. That happens to be the year my son graduated from high school. And so that's a while ago. Um, maybe, maybe you could answer this, Nicole, because um, I, 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 have, I have a couple questions I want to ask you, but I just thought of this. Do you have any alumni that have come back after being part of this program for maybe 12 years? Do you have any volunteers that come back to the classroom or come back after being successful in their line of work and volunteer to assist you? Yeah, we actually do. It's been pretty neat because we'll, we'll meet once a month with a whole collaborative, and every once in a while we'll have somebody that says, hey, you know what, I grew up in Bethlehem Unified School District, and I just want to give back. And I think those are some of our most um, dedicated partners because they mm -hmm. they receive something and they understand what it's like to be on the side of needing something so badly and when it came through like the hope that it gave them and I think that just spurred them on and got them excited to do the same thing when they're able to and I think that's that's the circle we hope for that those, right. those families that we help today can be successful in their future so that they can come back and they can do something for another family who just needs a little helping hand at the moment. And it's been awesome to see some of those faces join us. 
You know, I was thinking about how many of these young people went into education. It would be an interesting statistic to know how many people took what they got from you guys and um, moved forward and almost it's almost like paying it forward you know it's it's just wonderful so when you think how many i i I don't know if you have this answer and i don't know which one of you would know this do you know how many students are actually part of the bellflower unified school district oh goodness i don't have the exact number right now i'd have to look it up (laughs) all right positive i'm sorry but there's there's a lot i mean there's a lot because we're talking tk through seniors in high school and nicole what is that am i right about that you have tk through through 12th grade yes we have preschool here as well but we do and we like i said we have um the two high schools and then we have 11 elementary schools so you know we're a nice size um, little district you bet when you do you have what's called an ek no, we don't have an EK. Okay. We have a T, we have TK. We have um, our ECE, which is our Early Childhood Education um, Division, our department. So we have those for How our preschoolers. How old are those children? How old are those children? Three to four. Yeah. I, 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 the reason that I ask is because I have a friend that's in the Los Angeles School Unified School District, and she was a TK teacher, but this year she's doing. With their, they've started something new called EK, and so her students are all four-year-olds. And it's kind of like what you just said. It's almost like a preschool. It's, it's all day, and mm-hmm. um, they're really getting these children ready for kindergarten. But that's why I was kind of curious. But to, the, to my question about your families, what, what, Nicole, what do, you, what do you think the students and their families need most? You know, that's an interesting question because I, I have been part of Caring Connections since 1998, and we have seen this change drastically, especially over the last 10 years. But mm-hmm. I think for our elementary kids, it's basic needs. It's um, backpacks for the beginning of school, helping with school uniforms, shoes that fit. Um, you know, in the winter, we have kids that are coming to school with just their uniform shirt and no jacket. And... Um, you know, that just, it breaks my heart to see that, but it also fuels my fire. Like, we need to do something to help these kids get what they need so they can they can learn. They don't have the distractions of being freezing cold while they're trying to learn. And right. so that, that's our elementary age. Another thing we've helped a few people in the past with are the camp scholarships. One of the Ooh. best things about being in sixth grade is going to, you know, science camp and stuff. And we've had a few families that have not been able to send their kids, but we've been able to resource them with, with the ability to go. And so they get, get oh, away from them that. and just have a great time. You know, we want just whatever we can do to help these kids. I would say high school and middle school, the same things. You know, they have the basic needs, but they also have mental health uh, services that they need, and mm-hmm. um, we're able to provide some of that. I think all of our families are dealing with food insecurities, um, and then one of the big ones that we notice is vision. You know, when you're sitting in a classroom mm-hmm. and can't see the board because you can't afford glasses, that just puts an automatic halt on your learning. And it's you frustrating bet. for some of these kids. And so we've been able to work with other agencies to get um, vision to learn, to go do screenings and get them the glasses that they need. And it's it's pretty cool to hear the stories that come out of that. Once a kid has the, the necessary things, that they, they really stand in need of, 
it's crazy what it does to their grade point average. It's crazy what it does to their self-esteem and even for them socially. They fit in. And they feel like they, they matter because they've been helped. And, you what know, you if I might add on you? that, the vision, to, sure. yeah, the vision to learn piece is, is huge. And at the end of last year, especially with the shutdown and so many students switching to online learning, um, mm-hmm. and it's amazing, in vision to learn, we just did both of our high schools at the end of last year, and we had over 4,000 students that were screened <sighs> just between two high schools. And of that, almost, um, it was about 1,800 had needed glasses. So it's amazing to see, and you know, even Vision to Learn, talking to them, in years past, they had said how um, usually 25, maybe 30% of the students that they screened needed glasses, but since the shutdown um, and the switching to online learning and the incorporation of more technology, it's jumped. So more and more students are needing glasses, and now it's more like 40% of students that are screened are requiring glasses. So it's an even more vital resource that we, we really want to be able to provide to our students because it is it is such a need, and a lot of kids won't say anything. They right. sometimes they they're don't even realize it. They are embarrassed, or they don't even realize they're not they're seeing things differently than other students. And that's just one of those obstacles. You know, if a student mm-hmm. can't see, if they if they're hungry, if they you know they're dealing with um, things at home, you, you can't learn. You can't you can't do things to your best ability because you're dealing with so much other stuff. And that's what we want to do. We want to help them overcome those other obstacles so that they can focus on, you know, the learning. I, I just have to reiterate on vision to learn. Um, I'm a Rotarian. I know you've had a lot of assistance with, with Rotary in your community. Um, I learned about Vision to Learn from one of the Rotarians in my club, who put me in touch of it with another person. That I think I don't even. I think he's a director of Vision to Learn. And that, for those of you listening that maybe didn't hear that podcast, if you are living somewhere where you have access to schools you need to go to Vision to Learn because that's a mobile van that comes to your school site. And they really, it's free. It is, it it's is, free. They screen it's, every it's, student, every student. It's just, it's just it's incredible. I'm really glad you brought mm-hmm. that up. And um, Tia, as, how does Caring Connections assist in helping your families with these needs? How, is, it, is it Rotary one of the ways? Rotary is one of the ways. It's really the partnership between the home, the school, and the community. And it's really research has shown that if those three entities work together in partnership, it has such a huge impact on the, on the student's academic achievement and their behavior. Because, and schools are just a logical place uh, to help identify and support families in need. So because of the partnership with Bellflower Unified and them dedicating and, and having staff in place at every single site um, to build those relationships. And that's the key. It's uh, building those relationships with the families so that they feel comfortable. There's a sense of trust with the parents and the students to openly share what's really going on. Um, and so that we can better, you know, refer them to services and supports in the in for their family. And then the collaborative working together because we have that person in place 
they and then we have the collaborative that meets at least once a month and all those case managers are learning about the resources and the services that all of those different agencies can provide and we have an agency who actually presents at every single one of our meeting they all share different things that are going on but we dedicate at least 15 to 20 minutes at every one of our meeting for an agency to present and just share and so that everybody can learn exactly what that agency does um, and so the care the case managers can see what's out there, know the resources, and better connect the families to the resources that fit. Um, and it's, it makes a huge, huge difference. And I think really that's why it works. It's that connecting the, the school, the home, and the community, and having those relationships and partnerships with those agencies and caring connections, and everybody working for the same goal to help improve student achievement and just increasing awareness of the available resources that are out there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm almost speechless as I'm looking at your website and let once again everybody it's caringconnectionsonline.com <clears throat> and I clicked over to your community agency partners. My gosh, I don't I I didn't try to count how many this is. And I know I mentioned Rotary because, I, you know, I'm a Rotarian myself. And certainly, you know, Kiwanis and a lot of these other organizations are also part of, of, of and Boy Scouts and all of the And, the, and I see um, the Los Cerritos YMCA. I know I worked when my kids graduated from high school and they were off to college. I worked at our local YMCA for 10 years, and I know what the YMCA does to help students and support students. Um, this is just this is a remarkable assortment of people that I, I'm 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 really just this is so wonderful to see <laughs> how many people um, regardless of, you know the churches the 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 sheriff the all these different agencies it, it, this is really something to be so proud of I. I, I applaud you for what you're doing, and, and it, I, I'm just I'm just looking at some of these. Um, you know, your your website is is very very well done. I, you have a page called Parenting Education Support. Maybe you just need some support. Maybe mm-hmm. you really just don't know how to do some of these things. You know, um, and and you and you need help. And it's not that you're not willing, but you don't know what to do. Those those. Um, those support systems are right there on the page. And I know that people can join. I know that people can, you know, there could be somebody listening that says, you know what, I want to be part of this. They do fundraising? Okay. I'd like to be part of that. You can go to uh, Amazon Smile and you can support this agency. Um, you talked about backpacks. You talked about all kinds of things that many of us just take for granted. Well, gee, doesn't everybody get their kids a backpack at the beginning of the year? Right. Well, You'd be surprised. You, <laughs> you might, but then again, maybe you don't. And so why not see if you can help? And, you know, I would. I, we have another 30 minutes to talk, and I I am a story collector. I, I think that stories just sort of, for me personally, they just draw pictures. And I thought... Maybe we could just have you guys share some stories that just are meaningful to you. And let's start with you, Nicole. You've been in a very long time. Do you have any um, stories that you would like to share with us? 
Marsha, I could go on for days and days and days. So just uh, okay, cut well, me off. I'll, I'll, give you, <laughs> I'll give you more. I'll give you a little. I won't give you days and days, but go on. Share some stories. <laughs> Happy to hear them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, we just we just came off of what we call the community Christmas store, and you had spoke about um, pride earlier, and and parents having pride, and so they don't ask for help, and we we see a lot of that where they want to do it themselves, and so we have also become an agency that is working really hard to give parents what they stand in need of, so that they can pridefully. Um, handle the family situations in the best way that they can. And so we did this community Christmas store and we involved everybody in the community from the YMCA to the schools, to the churches, to kingdom causes in Bellflower, just all these different entities gathered together and collected toys, brand new toys. And then we set up a toy store in three of our church locations and um, our case managers identified families at each school that were truly in need and um, just needed a, a Christmas gift for their kid. And so the parents got to come, and they walked up, they were greeted well, and then they got to come into the toy store and pick out one gift for each child that they have. And it's very organized, and it, it's set up, I, like, bigger than any toy store you've seen. It's amazing. <laughs> and they get to come, and the, it's brand-new toys. But part of that is um, just having the pride of being able to purchase something for their kids. And so a brand new skateboard was marked down to $3. And so they could actually purchase something for their kids. And then they go in the gift wrapping room and have it wrapped. And then they go um, have hot cocoa while their gift is being wrapped. And it was just a, a neat moment where they got to experience some joy of shopping and having fun picking out something. They knew their child would like. Well, in the midst of this, I was working the toy store. This lady came in, and she has four kids. And as she's shopping, she's just trying to find the perfect gift for her kids. And I walked over there, and I said, can I help you hold some of your gifts while you're shopping? And she says, no, I, I just want to hold them all. I just can't believe I get to bring these home to my kids. They're going to think that I'm a superstar. And mm. just in that, I thought, you know what, how awesome that – she gets to go home and, and be the one who provided this because she bought it. You know, just the pride of being able to do that was amazing. And then she just started crying. Just of course. I don't know what I did right this year, but I'm so thankful that somebody allowed me to stop at this store. And when I get a paycheck someday, I'm going to buy gifts to put in this store for somebody else. To me, that's oh, just amazing that's to beautiful. see a mom that's so desperate at this time of year and just genuinely wants to provide one thing for her kids and was able to do that. Um, just being part of that, I, I stood a little taller that day. It just made me proud to be part of such an incredible organization to be able to do that. And you're going to and be that, thinking that, about that family. I just got to interrupt because I want to hear more stories, but I'm thinking about, I'm putting myself in your shoes and I'm thinking about when Christmas rolls around, you're going to be thinking about that mom, and you're going to be oh, visualizing. Absolutely. You're going to be visualizing that. And I just, yep. I mean, that must just warm your heart. I mean, that, that that's what this season is about when we're giving and sharing and making a difference. And I, I applaud you for that. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just, I, I couldn't help but put myself in your shoes and recognize that you're going to see that family in your mind's eye. But go on. I'd love to hear another story or two. We've got time. 
Okay. Well, I, was, I was just going to add, sorry, Nicole, I was just going to add yeah. that at that toy store that um, we had 550 parents that Ooh. participated in that event and were able to purchase toys for their children that, this year. So it, it makes a huge, huge impact in all the work the churches do to get that organized and put it together and all the case managers referring the families and organizing uh, so that they can participate. It just, it, it just warms your heart thinking about all those um, students who are going to be able to open mm. up those brand new toys on Christmas mm. morning. And that's why you keep doing this. You know, that's, that's, that's why we're here. Absolutely. I'm going to have that. I'm, listen, I'm going to have that same experience tomorrow night because we in Rotary do adopt a family and oh, we're going yeah. to a family tomorrow with, that has a pregnant mom and three little boys and dad living in a very small home that don't they're not asking for anything but yet we know that there's some things they'd like to have and i can't wait to see the look on their faces now undoubtedly they're not going to open them when we when we're there but i will be looking at those children just the same way you just mentioned and yes. visualizing that but go ahead i want i didn't mean to interrupt you so go ahead with your story but just to um Part of that story, too, is that one of the dads that came shopping that day um, just realized that it was just so busy and there was just a crowd and it was pretty organized that we needed more people to help bring gifts back to parents' cars for them. And so we had carts sure. ready and he set down his stuff. He says, I want to set this down. I want to help you. I want to help you do this. Mm. And he was helping parents to their cars. He, here he is. He was a receiver of a gift but yet wanted to give back in that moment. And he's walking kids and or parents to their cars with their gifts. And he comes back, and he's got tears in his eyes. And he said, I've never been a part of something so amazing, and I want to do this every year. Can I sign up for next year? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That just, oh. That's so that's why this is the perfect. This is this this show couldn't be happening in a more perfect time. I'm just saying. <laughs> my gosh, Tia, do you have some stories you'd like to share? I do have a few. So um, one of our most recent events that we had last week with one of our partner agencies is through the Bellflower Sheriff Substation. Um, it's our Christmas with a Cop event, and um, the case managers are able to refer um, families and students, and the students are actually able to fill out a wish list of exactly what they want. And the sheriffs actually go out and purchase the items from the kids' wish list, um, and each student that's referred gets $150 worth of gifts that they get to come and pick them up and we had one family at one of our schools and it was a mom and a dad and they have a, a little third grader and um, they were referred they you know the the teacher referred them to the case manager and uh, so they made arrangements for this event and to help them they they're new to the country they've only been in the country for a little over a year um, Im immigrating from Cuba and um, you know they had they, their journey took 25 days it was a huge endeavor oh for them to even get here and they've been struggling mm -hmm. to make ends meet since they've been here and they were referred to this program 
And part of the, the thing was they were supposed to bring the students so that the students could get there and and see the um, the them get their presents from the sheriffs and everything else. But the the mom, uh, the dad was at work and the mom had uh, had transportation that she had set up, but her, her she didn't have her own car and it fell through. So she couldn't bring her daughter and she rode her bike. Um, to the sheriff's substation to try oh to get these gosh. presents, and she didn't even know if she would be able to do that. And when she got there, the the sheriffs and she was like, "I'm so sorry, I couldn't bring my daughter." And she told her whole story and everything. And the sheriffs were so it was incredible because she couldn't wouldn't have even been able to carry the presents home on the bike. Um, sure. And the sheriffs threw the bike in the, in the back uh-huh. of the, one of their cars, and they put all the presents in there, and they took them to the house, and they delivered uh-huh. them to to the home and to the little girl who was there and the mom just broke down in tears and you know when the daughter opened she told us that you know she was all in shock because it was exactly what she wanted you know so the daughter didn't know exactly and so it just it it just brought such joy to them and and it brought joy to the sheriffs as well the sheriffs were all touched and you know it brought joy to them that they were able to you know to do this kind of thing and 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 make a difference so they just go above and beyond and that's kind of what all our partner agencies do you know when we have all these wonderful events happening through the holidays is everybody wants to go above and beyond to really to help the students as much as they can Mm -hmm. you know you made me think of something I made a presumption, and I may be wrong about this. So these children already know what their presents are. They're getting, they're opening these presents prior to Christmas. The, the they open them once they get home. So it depends on the families. So okay. some of them open them right away, and some of them don't. I see. Yeah, <laughs> I was curious. On, you know, like, depending upon their age, if they're still believing in Santa Claus, and you know, it's like, well. uh who brought these presents? You know, so I was, yeah, you know, I mean, I was just kind of thinking about this as it relates to what I'll be doing tomorrow. And I'm thinking, gosh, I think we're just bringing wrapped presents, and but I don't think they'll be opening them. But I, I should be prepared for the fact that they might want to, maybe, maybe the mom will say, well, I don't know if they're, if they're going to hide them. I don't know how they could possibly... Based it on depends because sometimes the, the parents want them to thank the, you know, they want them to see the presents, right. know where they came from, and to thank the, the, the people who brought them. It all right. depends on each individual instance, that's, you know, how, they, how they're going to do it. That's a great, that's that's a great point. Love about the, the toy store, the community toy store, is that we put a tag, when we wrap it, we put a tag on it, which is a post-it note. And so the parent gets to fill out their own tag of who it's from. And nice. so if they want it to be from Santa, they can, or whatever they want to do with it. But most of the parents that we talk to say, oh, we're saving this for Christmas morning, so they actually have one thing to open. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. very nice. So, Nicole, we're just talking about all of this. How are you guys able to accomplish so much? It's amazing. <laughs> well, it starts with really great partnerships. There's no way we could do this on our own, even financially, but with manpower too. We just there's no way. So we partnership with we partner with a lot of agencies in our community and churches, and we have an incredible support system in the Bellflower community. Man, when we say a need, they just step up. I, we for that toy store, we collected over a thousand gifts for that. Just people are willing to give, they're willing to step up. We have agencies like um, Kaiser Hospital that's just 
they've got a great grant program and, and they allow us to do that. And so we apply for that grant every year and we're able to do this healthy kids program where they can enroll in, in recreation uh, through, our, through our city. And so um, that is the only way that that works. And then, of course, we have Tia and her partners uh, in crime at the school district. <laughs> I can't say enough about those two women. They are absolutely amazing, and they keep everything so organized and so lined up, mm-hmm. and they, their connections with different resources are, are incredible. It's, a, it's an honor to work with them. Gosh, and my partner in crime is, just so I can give a shout out, my partner in crime is Socorro Socorro Melgarejo, and she is my right hand. I don't know what I would do without her, but she goes above and beyond every single Mm day to to reach out to agencies. If she knows that there's a need somewhere at any one of the sites, she is out there. If we don't know immediately what agency can help, she's out there trying to find it. And she will do everything that she can to make that connection and um, get whatever is needed to the family. So she is a gem, and I don't know what I'd do without her. (laughs) I suppose, really, if we thought about it, um, there are probably so many players, just like you just stated. This doesn't happen in a vacuum. And you have just, Tia, you have so many so much community support. And I want to just I want to ask you, I'm looking at your website. Um we haven't mentioned Lakewood. Is Lakewood included in part of this or is Lakewood not included in part of this? It is included in part of this. Part of the Bellflower Unified School District actually encompasses Lakewood. So the city of Lakewood is a partner with us. Um okay. and they help us with a lot of different events as well. Got it. Okay. I mean, I know that they're, they're your neighbors, Bellflower and Lakewood, are, are, are next to one another. Isn't that correct? Yes, exactly. That's what I thought. Okay. I'm just thinking about all the different kinds of community support that you have, Tia. It's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, it's it's incredible. And it's not just at the collaborative meetings, but the case managers, because I said they're the experts. They really know what's needed at their site. And if a, if a school is having an event, they'll bring those agencies to the site. They'll reach out and mm-hmm. say, you know what, we need we need some mental health resources. I'm going to reach out to ChildNet. I'm going to reach out to Community Family Guidance Center. I'm going to reach out to the, the library. Whatever what needs that they know their site is has a high need for, they'll They'll reach out to those agencies. They, the agencies will come to the school site, and they'll they'll do different booths and information things, and and have those resources there because it's more easily accessible for the families, so that they you know the families don't have to go to them. The, the agency will actually go to the family, um, and make it more convenient and more accessible to them. So it's yeah. it's wonderful, and every every time we reach out to one of these agencies, they they do whatever they can. It might not be something that they that they already have something, but they'll go. You know what? Let me see what see what we can do, and and they sure. will figure out a way um, to to make some something happen for them. It's wonderful. It's, do you get a lot of bilingual support? I presume that you do. Yes, a lot of our case managers, most of our case managers are bilingual, um, and most of our agencies uh, also have uh, that, that resource, um, a bilingual for translation, Good. because a huge portion of our population is, um, you know, does speak a different language. So it's an important, important <laughs> thing it to have. It is. It's really important. I, it's vitally important. You, you might. I'm thinking about the parents now, and it's like, you know. Oh, the, uh, 
I don't speak English or I, I, I need help with this and I can't really express myself. I need somebody that can help me. You know, um, I, I presume that that would be the case and I, I'm really glad to hear that. I presume probably that many of your instructors are also bilingual or, that, or they yes, have and a, an aide in the classroom. Yes, and then it helps build those relationships because, you know, if there's somebody there who can speak to them in their native language, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's just a much smoother process and that relationship builds faster and you can find out exactly what they need or help them, um, in, you know, much faster. I bet. So, Nicole, um, what does Caring Connections need most right now to further your remarkable work? What do you guys need? You know, I think we need more organizations to network with and partner with. We've got some amazing, amazing agencies that we're already partnering with, but I think more, um, the circle wider, the more people we can be involved in this great work, the more families we're going to be able to serve. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, partners that help fund the program or support any fundraisers we have going on. You know, we just did uh, selling Christmas wreaths and um, and that was amazing because all of those proceeds go directly to the kids' services. And so things like that um, that help us to even think outside the box of how we can better come around these families. You know, um, I think we take pride in the fact that we can offer so many services to one family in need. We have a, a family from one of our local high schools that is a family of four, mom and dad and two teenage boys. And one of the boys had a difficult situation and he really needed to, to have some help with uh, mental health services. And mm -hmm. they, we were able to get some that, but then both the kids needed glasses, and then they were financially, just financially struggling. So that takes a lot of different agencies to pull together to help one family. And that family got all those resources, and they come back with just amazing stories of wow. how that helped them and propelled them into being successful and being able to mm -hmm. get it back on their feet and continue on. So I think – it's just, um, I think, partnerships with agencies that want to collaborate and help. I mean, we all have the same goal. We all want to help these families, and we want to wrap around these families and help them to be successful. Right. You know what? I know it was just occurring to me, and this may be, now I'm, I'm really out of the box. But I was <laughs> kind of reviewing your community agency partners, and I'm looking at all these different agencies. Wouldn't it be great if there was an automotive, a large automotive company that was somewhere near you that could somehow help families get a car. Oh, that would be huge, huge. Be so many so of our families, cool? that's... Oh, it's 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 has such a need. So many of our families have transportation issues. Exactly. Um, you know, we have a partnership. That that would be ginormous. It would make such it a difference. Still so maybe, I mean, if I've thought of this, you know, maybe I'm probably not the first one, but, you know, I'm just thinking about the different agencies and the different, you know, not nonprofits, but profit companies, people that, that, that do have a business. Maybe, maybe it's a restaurant. Maybe it's some kind of job training where um, somebody could get some kind of job training in the future, and maybe those are some of the things that some of your agencies already do anyway. But mm -hmm. I was also kind of thinking about uh, it doesn't. It I've, I've worked with a lot of homeless agencies, and one of the things that they all have in common, besides being unhoused, is they almost all have pets. 
and mm. you know, and pet food is not inexpensive, and right. um, you know it, you know, it, it would be interesting if there'd be some organization that would say, hey, you know what, you've got you've got dogs, you've got cats, you know, we're from Petco, we're from PetSmart, we're from one of those organizations. How can we help you get some of this food into the homes of your families? Mm-hmm. Make a note. Yeah. That would might be. Oh, yeah. That might. I got, that might I got be, it written down. <laughs> that might be a cool. That might be. I mean, that might be something worth considering. You know, um, yeah. I know somebody might. You know, and you know, I'll tell you something else. I, I, for me personally, I'm speaking for myself right now. I sort of, I sort of sit on that little kind of anxiety, stress. Oh my God, all this kind of stuff in my life. But I've really learned to calm down. And I know I've been able to do that because of my yoga practice. And, you know, it would be wonderful if somehow some of these parents had the opportunity to have some kind of a class like that where they could even – mine happens to be online. It's not free. It's not expensive, but it's not, it's not free. But wouldn't it be great, maybe through the WISE or other organizations, if um, they could offer some kind of – stress relief for these families to just take a deep breath and understand how to do that that would be so that'd be so cool to have that and and frankly it would help the children as well in my opinion to know how oh, they're really so nervous how they could you know just you know calm down a little bit and just take a take a deep breath and i it really makes a difference but in these last few moments as we as we uh, end our conversation together, what I'd like to know about from both of you is, you know, what's next? What, 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 I don't care. One of you can go first and kind of tell me what your final thoughts are about the future for your organization. Who wants to go first? Uh, this, I'll go first. This is Tia. So we're just finishing up our holiday programs. We've had so many, so, you know, we're going to get through the remainder of our holiday programs, which is just out, you know, it's just immensely um, important to our families, mm-hmm. and it makes such a huge, huge difference. But what's next for for me is, and and, my, and we want to reinstate our healthy lifestyle program, which um, Nicole had a lot, um, alluded to earlier, which is a program where um, we have through our partnership with the city of Bellflower, we help sponsor and enroll students in physical activity classes, so that they can go out there. And you know, a lot of parents who are you know have an, an, you know low income can't afford to mm-hmm. enroll their students in those kinds of mm-hmm. classes. And they should be able to have those same opportunities to go out there and be physically active. And um, so we're working on reinstating that program. We can enroll k- uh, kids in karate or basketball or oh, um, dance classes and things like that. And then the parents also then go to nutrition classes and they mm-hmm. learn all about what makes up a healthy plate, you know, that should be served at, at, uh, um, each night for their students to, you know, to make sure that they are getting all the nutrition that they need. So through partner agencies, they come in and provide those classes for uh, the parents while the students are going to their physical activity classes just to promote that healthy lifestyle, to try to fight obesity, especially coming back from COVID where everybody has been sitting on their tushies and, and inside <laughs> for so long. 
um, right. to actually get up and start moving. Um, so that's one thing that we're trying to get going again and to be able to re-implement is that program. But also we, we're looking forward into the coming months because, of course, the holidays are wonderful with so many agencies having so many programs that we can refer our families to. But when we get around to February and March, there's not as many um, events or special programs that are set up. And so we're working on uh, possibly re um, working with our agencies to put together another distribution event um, for food in February and March because a lot of our families will continue to have that need and we want to be able to provide that for them. So that's what we're looking forward to um, in the upcoming months is trying to get those two things organized and, and moving forward. That sounds great. What 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 would you say, Nicole? Man, I just I'm looking forward to continuing to work with the amazing executive board we have in place. Um, they're just on fire and so excited to help these schools. Um, and then just to continue to live into the mission of caring connections. I think one of the things that I've learned is I think I know what these families need, but I don't because I'm not living in their situation. Right. And so just really keying into listening to hear from the families to see what they actually need and then just to come alongside them to create events that help resource their families so that they can be successful. Um, one of the things that we just didn't think about is we have a lot of high schoolers coming to school and they don't have the things at home that they need in, in, in the way of like hygiene. And so they're coming to school without deodorant and things like that, that just seems so simple to me. It's like, go to the store and get some deodorant, but it's not that easy for them. And so no. one of the things that we are going to be doing is um, putting the hygiene kits together for each of the high schools to have so that a case manager can just hand it to a kid and here you go, this is everything that you need. And so you won't stick out in your classroom, <laughs> you know, especially the females. Feel. Let's, let's, let's yeah. not, especially the the females. Absolutely. I, I, they they re they need that kind of support, and I mean they do. And all of us that are women understand precisely what I'm talking about. Those those young girls, maybe as young as ten or eleven, they need that kind of support. Yeah, so absolutely. Think, the, oh, the other yeah. thing that we've heard from our case managers that we really didn't think through, but they they all came up with the same need is that they need undergarments to have on hand at school because sometimes the kids have accidents or whatever and right. it's embarrassing for them to sit through their school day but many times oh, when yes. they call home they're working and can't get away or whatever so i think that's another thing that just goes under the radar you don't you don't think about that so we just mm -hmm. you know like a bunch of money and we're resourcing all the schools with um, undergarments to have at their school site so that nice. they these kids get back into the classroom and not have to miss any more time in the classroom. So mm -hmm. it's just a focus on on listening to the the actual needs and then trying to provide whatever that is. I'm I'm looking at this one organization right now called GAP, Grandparents as Parents. Boy yeah. oh boy, that that I that must be really an interesting group of people, huh? Oh yeah, gosh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Holy cow. I I had another idea because you haven't okay. asked me for my ideas, but I keep throwing them out at you. <laughs> I think I think another thing that would be really cool as we were talking about what you were kind of hoping to happen, you know, in the spring and February and March and that part. But have you guys had ever had like a a walking event 
maybe not a 5K, maybe that's too, well, not too much for high schoolers. But if you ever had something like that where there's an actual start line and a finish line where young people are competing to finish something that's physical like that? We haven't organized anything like that that I know of um, in the past, and, and I, I like your idea, especially encouraging them, to, encouraging them to be physically active and draw awareness to it. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, I, I think that that would be really fun because you could really involve the parents and you could involve the children, and depending upon the age level, maybe it's just you know a short walk, maybe for the for the high schoolers, maybe it's a 5K walk run. You know, it could be a lot of different things, and maybe organizations would like to get behind that to support something like that that gets them out and about and physical and training, you know. And I, I know that you've, you're partnered with one of the YMCAs. I wonder, you know, if you could get some other YMCAs to also, you know, join in and or, or the Boy Scouts of America or some of these organizations that – you know, are, are kid-friendly, that's, that's their deal, um, and see what they might be able to do. I think it's fabulous that you have all these dental support, this, this vision support. I mean, you know, it's, and you've got a congresswoman. I mean, you ha- it's, it's not like I'm coming up with things that you haven't already thought of, but I just think that, and I know that Pathways is a huge organization as well. So yes. um, um, I just want to commend both of you for what you are doing um, to touch the lives of so many families. And I'm sure that many of them express their their gratitude, but there are probably many that just don't know how to say it, but so mean it. And mm-hmm. and it must just be a wonderful experience and, and the feeling of knowing what you're doing. I'm just I am just delighted that both of you were able to join me today to share what's so very important to each of you. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. having us. Yes. I'm going to let the principal get back to back to work, my friend. Um <laughs> Tia, you need to get back to, to back to your children. And um Nicole, just keep being that president and perhaps somebody that's listening will want to also partner up with you guys, but just all the best to both of you during this holiday season. And, you know, let's let's check in with each other again maybe six, seven, eight, nine months from now as the school year is ending and see where you've come from when we spoke now until sometime next year. I would love to have a, an update. I think that would be great. I would That's like how- that. Thank you again so much. You're so <laughs> welcome. All right, everybody. I'm wishing my guests a, a, a great rest of the day. All the best to all of you. Enjoy these holidays. Happy New Year, everybody. 2023 is just around the corner. And I personally, as my hand goes over my heart, I am so grateful to be able to bring such amazing people to my podcast every week. I would have never imagined nearly eight years ago that this is where I would be right now. But it brings me great joy. So I'm saying goodbye. I'm going to let these ladies get back to work. Be well, everybody. Bye for now.